Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 688 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we'll be hearing about the Soweto Gospel Choir. They're performing at the Grand Theatre, joined by their musical director, Dina Colo Enedekuse, as we find out all about that forthcoming show. We'll also be hearing about shows from Codsell Dramatic Society as they are back on stage. And also, Briley Hill Musical Theatre Society Youth they're up too, so we'll be finding out what's going on there. Uh, we've got music from Andrew Ash and also Liam Price as we hear what's going on in their worlds too. That's all coming up on the show this week. The Soweto Gospel Choir at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre on the 16th of October. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Dino Colo and Dilakuse. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Now, I, I, I've, I've already offended you, I'm sure, because I, my pronunciation on your name is terrible. Then you, you have an X in the middle of it, which has got a wonderful sound when you say it. Would you say your name for me, please? My name is Dino Colo. I wish I could say I say quite as well as you do, but there we go. Right, you've had more practice than I have, admittedly, and your mates call you Milton, don't they? Yes, actually, that name I was actually given by my granddad before he actually passed on, so it's it's really a special name as well. Though it's not in my ID, but I I use it uh, for work most of the time. Obviously, if people that cannot pronounce my my full name. It's, it's nice to have a sort of professional uh, entity that, uh, with, with such meaning behind it. And I'm, I'm sure that's a fantastic tribute to somebody who will have been part of your life growing up and probably helped encourage you into the world of music. Absolutely. Um, you know, the person that really inspired me is actually my dad, uh, because he was also a, a musical director at his church. He was a composer, a, a, an arranger. So I really learned a lot from him, you know, as I actually started this music journey from the age of five, he actually encouraged me to actually uh, do music throughout up until now. Uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm a musical director for Sotokos Choir, and it was a dream actually to be part of Sotokos Choir. but now being a musical director, it's really, really, really uh, amazing. So, yeah. And I mean, South Africa in itself, uh, a nation with a horribly troubled past. And in my lifetime, we've seen it change. But I'm sure there is still more change to come. But we, we know the, the, the name Soweto and you know, meaning Southwest Township, a, a, an acronym in its own, own way. And, and the, the, the culture in South Africa has, has sort of been was split for many years. And what's it like now coming together as, as one people rather than two divided races, which was which has been absolutely awful uh, times to, to go through. Yeah, I mean, seeing that we come from a very long journey as Black people, as we were actually colonized by uh, whites and Dutch, and it made us to be divided as a tribe as well. But we've managed to come to a point where we create a system where mm -hmm. we are actually united as Black people. And, you know, there are people that are the, the fallen and the, and the, the fallen uh, heroes that that really contributed in us people in Soweto to unite, you know, um, trying to be against this this whole regime of 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 uh, of, um, of being uh, uh, you know colonized by by uh, the Dutch and the white people. You know, people like Sobukwe, people like 
um, uh, Stephen Biko, people like uh, Nelson Mandela, people that have contributed in changing this whole system. And those are the people that we actually look up, we look up to as, 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 as a nation and, and so to people uh, uh, predominantly. And, and how has this influenced the music that you then take out to the world? So um, you mean with our show? Yeah, well, yeah, with the show and uh, yeah, the way in which you, you know, you you are now the the phases of Soweto to to many people, and they, uh, this will be, you know, through the music, uh, the, the the freedom yeah. uh, concert, and 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 all that you do. Uh, to, I mean, you you're basically cultural attaches to the world now, showing what Soweto has. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, taking it back to 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 the apartheid regime. I mean, we used to sing songs. Uh, that speak about ourselves and to speak about what's happening around us. But those songs, obviously, they they are there to to they were there to actually keep us alive. They were there to encourage us. They were there to to bring positive thoughts in in our heads. Not that they were actually against or whatever the 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 the, the people that tripped at um, that colonizing us doing, but they they kept us alive. They they gave us strength. I mean, uh, taking it to today. I mean, we. We we feel it's fitting to to tell people uh, with with song, uh, especially the song that we're we're in the struggle, to tell them exactly what actually transpired. And it's amazing we are singing in in different language, but the energy that we're giving to them it's as if actually they understand uh, what we're actually singing about, especially with regards to the chants and the yodeling and the dancing, because that's what we used to do uh, just to make us uh, feel good as a nation. Mm -hmm. And with the, the music of South Africa being brought to new audiences? Soto Gospel Choir is not of being diverse. We can basically sing any genre of music. Um, you know, with, with the new show that's coming, that's called Hope, we actually included our freedom songs and the civil rights, you know, remember the, the United States. So we're putting that together, telling our story uh, as South Africans and telling, you know, stories, um, US stories as, as well, mm -hmm. as as well they, they, they were... Um, they were attacked by, you know, by by whites, and there was this system that's called racism. So we we are actually telling stories uh, of their lives and uh, as, as as South Africans. And and you've been you know, proudly on stage with you know, some amazing performers across the globe, big names uh, who yeah. I, I'm assured is honoured to share a stage with you, as you were with them, the likes of Stevie Wonder, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, Robert Plant, so many, our very own Robert Plant from around here, you know, so so many yeah. great people that you've worked with, and and it's yeah, you know, music is 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 one population. We you know we we are all one within song. Absolutely, you know, uh, the power in music, it's it's amazing because music has power to unite. Music has power to revive, to restore. Uh, it touches your soul. It doesn't matter what kind of language it is. And we sing it's gospel because gospel is not only religious music. Gospel is spreading good news. Um, so that's that's how we actually attract people from from the music that we, we actually are singing and you know doing some uh, collaborations. I remember um, uh, you know the Nelson Mandela's um, uh, concert, uh, the four double six six four event. We actually. We're collaborating with, you know, artists that I could I I cannot believe that we actually have collaborated with. We collaborated with Aretha, Aretha Franklin, uh, Joel Cook. We've collaborated with Will Smith, uh, Stevie Wonder, Jim Cliff, you know, Deborah Cox, uh, Baby Wine. It's like the I mean, the endless is you know the list is endless. So we are so honoured, so because uh, honestly, to 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 be you know part of so it's possible quite. Absolutely. An amazing sound coming to the Grand Theatre and a chance to hear something 
in person and the, the, the recordings have won you awards. I mean, Grammy Award for Best World Music Album in 2019. That just tells us how amazing you sound recorded. And I think real life, it just takes it next level, doesn't it? When you've got that energy in the room and you can feel that coming from the stage. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, with regards to the audience, how, how we react positively to the audience is, is that whatever energy we give to them, when we receive it back, we give it uh, more back to them. So that's what makes this whole circulation of, you know, being filled with spirit as individuals. I mean, a lot of people come on, you know, in, in our shows, they come, they're, they're so weary, they're sad, you know, they're heartbroken, their faith has fainted. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they hear our music and as soon as we finish mm -hmm. with our music, mm -hmm. they come to us and they say, you know what, you actually... Uh, you um, uh, renewed my faith. Uh, you know, I couldn't believe in faith up until I heard a certain song that you sang, like Hallelujah, or you know. Um, so it's 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 quite amazing what great impact we we do to the audience. It doesn't matter which language we sing. And with the songs you perform, there'll be gospel classics from Soweto. There will be uh, songs from uh, around the world brought to life in your gospel style. What stands out for you as musical director in the show? Because I know you've done some amazing versions of things like Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Uh, amazing Grace is something you've made your own when you perform it yeah. on stage. But what 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 is, is is that moment for you that really shines? Well, that's a tricky question as a musical director, because I arrange all the songs with love and with confidence, and I make sure that I, I the things that personally I'm a perfectionist, so I make sure that every single song sounds very amazing. You know. But the songs that the song that actually stands out for me, it's a medley uh, called Freedom Medley. It's a combination of uh, Chiki Jela and um, Freedom is Coming uh, um, by uh, you know our own South African who was who was an activist in South Africa. His name is Mongeningem. So we took that song and uh, made it ours. So that's a song that stands out for me because it actually talks about the history of South Africa in short. You know the song that's called Chiki Jela. That simply means uh, I'm throwing stones back at you because I'm 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 armless. I, I cannot defend myself with anything else. But I'm I'm throwing just stones to you just to let you know that whatever you guys are doing is wrong. And the person that composed the song, I understand exactly where they they, they come from because we actually didn't do anything. So the only way to defend myself and the only way that I can feel good is by me throwing stones back at you. That's only the only way I can do. So, and the next song is called uh, uh, Nelson Mandela. Uh, uh, you know, the, the freedom is in our hands. You know, I remember when Nelson Mandela said a story, uh, you know, he had a, um, a speech and then the last note that he said, he said, everything is in our hands. Whatever that Nelson Mandela has already done, then it's up to us to take over from where, 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 he, where, where he did because he was a great hero. So those, that, that's, a, that's a song that really stands out for me. And this is going to be a, a night of powerful, passionate music brought to life by how many performers on stage? Uh, it's a 16 uh, members uh, of the choir. So that's yeah. gonna, it's going to just fill the whole auditorium, isn't it? You're not going to be able to move for voices. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, we have the best of the best, honestly speaking. I mean, um, the audience is very huge, but, you know, one individual can sing a song and it can just blow the whole, the whole, the whole auditorium because we've got the most powerful voices you know whether we use mics or not we we we, we are very amazing well so. the acoustics in the grand are absolutely amazing so uh, when they used with the power of the voices 
that your choir has. It will be awesome. It is 16th of October, Soweto Gospel Choir, live at the Wolverhampton Grand Theatre. Tickets 01902 for the box office or grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets online. And you are promised an amazing night. It is one that you will talk about with your family for generations to come, I feel. It is uh, going to be a, a, an amazing night. Uh, I, uh, didn't, I, I'm going to try and do your, your name again, sir, and I'm going to try and get the in the right place. There, here we go. Uh, thank you for joining us hopefully that was close have a brilliant no it wasn't was it the look on your face says it all milton thank you for joining us <laughs> okay no worries thank you for, for inviting me liam price has a brand new single on the way he's here to tell me more about it hello sir hi how you doing Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, Tana. It's been quite an exciting journey for you since your appearance on telly. Uh, give us the background before we even get into talking about singing at the fireworks display in Wolverhampton last year. Yeah. Um, so I was on The Voice Kids in 2019 and I got four chair turns in my audition and then I went on Team Pixie and got to semi-finals. So that was a really good experience and a great opportunity, really. Um, it took me a while to get on the show. But um, I eventually got there and, yeah, it turned out really good. And Yeah, well, Albert Sexton is also an amazing voice. I know that from when I've heard you sing live and also on pre-recorded stuff as well. But I, I think you did essentially like to switch on with this one year as well, didn't you? So it's it's been... Uh, it, it, there's been a lot of events like that. And I, th I think that's it's not just born out of the TV appearance, is it, really? That, that helps to get you an in. But once you're there, people start to realise what talent you've got. Yeah. Definitely. Then it's a lot different online than it is in like live performances. People always say that, like, oh, you're way better live and like it's brilliant. I don't know whether to take it as a compliment or not. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it's great when you're live and people can and you can talk to people and some people give you like constructive criticism and then there's people that just give you criticism. <laughs> <laughs> But, but no, that's, that's yeah. the way it is in every walk of life, isn't it? But so, yeah. how old are you now? I'm 16 now. So, I mean, you're getting on a bit now. I mean, I mean, you need to sort your career out if you're not going to. Yeah. But this is the chance to do it, isn't it? Because I mean, you know, so young yet such a powerful voice. And so, I, I know that when when you were singing for us uh, and say when we were doing that down the race course last November for the bonfire. Uh, although you know we we had 10,000 people on site. And they got this ethereal voice coming from, and I didn't know where, because we got you on the big screens around the site. We hadn't got that many in front of the stage at that point because uh, yeah, they were all watching a big screen and, and listening to you outside the grandstand. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's weird doing events like that sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. No, but it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Well, you wowed then, which is what counts. Yeah. So what is the next move? Because you say, we've got a single coming out, that's Lean On Me. Uh, yep. What are all the details on that? It's actually out now, but mm -hmm. uh, but we're working on getting it on Spotify and stuff at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, but there should be a music video coming out for it. But um, it was a song, well, it's the audition song that I did for The Voice Kids. Mm -hmm. uh, and we decided to redo it because of the whole war in Ukraine and stuff. And... Yeah, it's just a perfect message to send out, really, and, like, tell people that we should all be looking after each other and helping each other out. And, yeah, it's just to kind of get together song and make people feel like they're not alone and stuff. Which is cool, and uh, it's good to be doing that. And so raising awareness 
and uh, with uh, somebody who's got a good profile to to allow you to be able to do that as well. And I think that that's quite exciting, isn't it? The fact that you you know you, you're well enough known to actually make a difference, which is cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's crazy, really, and I'm glad that when I release music, it's to like put a message across and like show people that we should all be together and bring people together and stuff because a lot of artists don't really do that anymore it's really well a lot of them still do like for example like yesterday I watched a Jennifer Lopez documentary just like randomly <laughs> but she but she puts out a message to everyone and I know when I went to watch Billie Eilish in concert and stuff she put out a lot of messages to people and I think it's more about that because it's not like people don't come up to you and say about like oh you've won this and won that and stuff it's like oh you got to the semi-finals and the voice it's like oh thank you for releasing this like this really made a change and stuff like that so yeah it's nice to know that like what I do makes a change which is good so music then going forward we've got this amazing single out there now making a difference raising funds and raising awareness of the situation in Ukraine as the ongoing war there continues after more than six months what are you doing on a personal front though at the moment well we're working on a album and just like putting out a few more singles like while we're making that just to keep people interested <laughs> and, um I think I'm going more into like uh, R&B sort of style now yeah. like yeah so I've been doing I've been doing like quite a lot of like poppy ballads and stuff like that and I kind of wanted to go more into like an R&B sort of style because it's what everyone listens to now really so like, if, yeah. if, 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 if you're enjoying listening to it then that gives you cause to actually yeah. perform in that genre too and uh, I suppose you've just have you just had your GCSE results as well is that just come yes. through how yeah. did you do I passed them all which is good. That counts. Uh, so, but I mean, yeah, I think your career is destined to be music. And uh, does that mean you're going on then to do maybe do uh, A levels and uh, with a musical vein? Yeah. Well, I'm going on. I'm going on to a music tech course. So mm -hmm. I learn about like producing and stuff like that, and uh, how to create my own songs. Really, see, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. So that all sounds good. So there'll be new music at some point. You've got this single, which is out there now on Spotify soon. But the important thing is following you on the socials and seeing exactly what's going on so people can track the career and see it works out because not only will you be doing your own stuff, I can see you producing stuff for other people in the next five years. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Where, how do we find you online? You can find me online at, on any social media. It's just Liam Price UK and, yeah, it should pop up. <laughs> so track you down there. And, again, this is all about getting the, the your name is out there so it's, it's, it's getting you know that the opportunity to, to share something that you're as passionate about as other people are and so it's it is about sharing that music isn't it yes definitely it's yeah it's about like like because people don't realize how long it actually takes to work on even just one song never mind the whole album and it's like it's just great to finally share it because you wait a long time before it's actually released. So it's like, oh, thank God it's out. And <laughs> yeah, it's okay. And how are the family coping with all this as well? Because not only do they get to be chauffeur, but they get to see some amazing gigs. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, well, my mum's here. She takes me to all my gigs and stuff. And yeah, she's brilliant. And she helps me a lot with all my stuff. And then my dad helps me with more of like the producing side because even though he's not very musical he hasn't done anything with it he likes to try and create it so <laughs> we I kind of help him with that a little bit but yeah 
It's a family team effort. That's the way we like it. Yeah. And, uh, it's doing great things. So, Liam Price UK across all the socials. Search for you in the usual music outlets. And uh, so, the singles out there now. So, we're waiting on Spotify. Is it available on the likes of Apple Music and Amazon at the minute? Yes, it is. So, we can get that there straight away. Yeah. We'll take a listen to it now. Liam, thank you for joining us. Keep up the good work. And we look forward to more great things from you in the near future. Thank you very much for having me again. <laughs> so-
Consul Dramatic Society returned to the stage with Gaslight from Wednesday the 21st through to Saturday the 24th of September with three 7.30 performances and a Saturday afternoon matinee. It is going to be an absolute must-see. A bit of an interesting one for them and some of a smaller cast than we've seen them perform with of late. Hello to you all. Hello. Now, I'm interrupting the start of your rehearsals, so uh, fingers crossed everything goes to plan in spite of me. So, uh, Wendy, I'll let you uh, start by introducing the rest of the gang you have there with you. Well, we have Ali, that is playing the part of Mrs Manningham. Hello. We have Lucy, who's playing part of the Naughty Maid. We have Andy, who's playing Mr Manningham. He's the uh, rather unpleasant husband of Mrs Manningham. <laughs> and we have uh, Wayne, who is playing the... Uh, Detective Inspector Ruff. So we have an interesting story, a bit of mystery, some intrigue, uh, and plenty of, of, of unusualness along the way. Uh, there's twists and turns, I think it's fair to say. Um, and it, there's always something to keep you engrossed in what's going on. It's also very topical at the moment, because, of course, gaslighting is very much in the news. And this is the play that gave gaslighting its name. When we, we meet the cast and when the story starts, how, how does it all begin to come together? Well, I don't want to give too much <laughs> away. <laughs> uh, let's say it just starts on a, on a late afternoon, a foggy afternoon uh, in sort of November time with Mr and Mrs Manningham, who seem to be getting on very well to start with. <laughs> and then things take a bit of a turn for the worst. So you're going to be challenged by some of what goes on here and you're going to see the characters challenged uh, as well. And that must make it a, a difficult one to play sometimes, particularly when it's such a, a, a little close group. I mean, you, uh, it's nice to, to see something which is going to uh, very much take you out yourself, itself out of your comfort zones. I know you do that with, with all that you do to make sure that you bring something engaging to the stage and it's always amazing what you do down there. But this, again, it really is testing everybody the same way as you always do and I'm sure you're going to shine like normal. I hope so, I'm going to let Ali take over <laughs> from me uh, because she plays a, a pivotal role in this of course. So yeah, um, I, it's it's very challenging, um, the character that I play, uh, Mrs Manningham. Um, I'm just trying to portray every nuance of her character rather than, it's very easy to play her maybe as a one-dimensional um, uh, character since as you know she uh tends to have some problems let's not give too much away but yes, yes certainly exactly it, it, it's, um, it's one of those where you, you get to explore a, a character and make yeah. sure you you bring those nuances and the pressures that are there to life and uh again i should think uh, mr manningham has uh, his fair share in this particular part of the story andy mm. Yes, I do. Um, uh, as we've been saying, it, it is an emotional roller coaster ride. So, which is it's been great for us sort of trying to explore the different levels, how we can get that to come across. And you know, one minute the emotions are running very high, and then the next minute it can seem very, very normal. So, it, it's been very fun to do and uh, a lot of hard work from a very good cast. Uh, and Lucy is Nancy. Obviously, the the maid often sees much more than you would uh, about what's going on in a, a world than uh, you'd maybe <laughs> anticipate. And uh, this, I should think, brings some interesting moments itself in your part in the show. Yeah, I think that um, Nancy the Mate's quite a fun role to play, um, quite oblivious to what's going on and very naive and brings that 
naivety to it um, and also a lot of cheekiness as well. Um, so it gives it a bit bit more of a light and shade for, for the play. Mm-hmm. And, and, and through that, though, obviously catching a lot of what's going on, but as you say, in this case, naively not realising what's happening. Yes, absolutely. Either, either to Mrs Manningham or herself as the maid. Um, so I won't go into too much detail just in case. Um, yeah, we're going around a lot because we want, we want to talk about surprises when it comes to the show, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as Ali just said, that the, the, the mate definitely oversteps the mark. Which is the boundary for Brighton. So we get to see that uh, if you come along to the show, which I'm sure you will want to. And uh, when it comes down to uh, the, uh, the uh, D.I. Ruff, the detective inspector, who is part of this as well, uh, you know, th- this is... Uh, an interesting challenge, Wayne, because uh, you, you're probably going to be uh, picking up clues and, and information uh, along the way as to what's happening here. But equally, um, there's a, a lot of intrigue and, and, and people protecting their own backs. Oh, yes, definitely. There's a, a lot of intrigue and there's a lot of interesting background to Inspector Ruff as well. So it's been an interesting role to play. As, uh, this is my first proper play with CDS. I've done the children's play in some studio evenings. But this is the first proper like play play that I've done, so it's been a very interesting ride. Well, it is always worth getting yourself along to any production by Cottage and Max Society. And in particular, I'm looking forward to the children's play again at Christmas. Because that's about <laughs> but uh, this is going to be absolutely brilliant. Uh, Wendy, give us all those ticket details, please. Right. Um, tickets can be obtained from our website, which is www.codsledramaticsociety.co.uk. And the tickets are priced at nine and nine pound fifty, or you can call the hotline, ticket hotline 01902 267 322 to reserve your tickets. I'm delighted to say that we now accept card payments as well as cash. Uh, so get your tickets reserved, and then you turn up and pay on the night. Yeah, Even I mean, more accessible. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, and it's going to be uh, well worth it. Itself going there, console. Village Hall and uh, a wonderful stage, great settings, and you, the way you always you know, bring the, the the setting to life, so the audience are part of it as well. I think is really good because it's always uh, so easy to be able to explore what's happening on the stage from wherever you're seated in the building. I, I know a lot of effort goes into that too, and it always comes across really well. That phone number again is oh one nine zero two two six seven three two two and consultantactsociety.co.uk to get those tickets online. Less than a tenner for an amazing, uh, uh, enthralling production and lots of intrigue and mystery, just like in this interview, so we don't give anything away. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone from Consoles Rescue Society, thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you, Jason. Bye. 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 Quarry Bank Musical Theatre Society Youth are in action with The Little Mermaid from the 21st through the 24th of September. They'll be on stage and I suppose under the sea too. I'm joined now by three of their number to tell us more about what they're up to. Hello, gang. Hello. Hello. Right, let's have introductions, please. Hi, I'm Heather Hadley and I'm playing Ariel. Hi, I'm Alex Brettel and I'm playing Prince Eric. I'm Isabella Cook and I'm playing Ursula. So all cool roles. And is this a story that you've kind of grown up with? Because you're, you're of that age whereby you've, you've watched this on DVD to the point it wore out and then were quite relieved it was on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, definitely. It was one of my favourite movies growing up. So, actually, didn't like the film to be honest. <gasps> yeah, but now, now you're in it, you love it. It was yeah, my favourite. I always dreamed of being Ariel and like 
Now I am. Oh. Okay, no, no, I have to admit, I haven't seen it, so uh, I, I may have fallen into the same world as, uh, as Alex uh, if, if I haven't done. <laughs> but uh, it, it is, it is fun. It is, it's sort of full on and some fantastic music. So it's going to be really good to do. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, tell so, me what it's like to be Ariel then, since it is your dream role. Well, it's actually really fun because I feel like she's a lot more she's got a lot more about her in the musical than she does the film because you can play around with the character a lot, especially from act one to act two, because even though she's mute in act two, there is so much that you can do with her acting wise, which is what I love the most. So that's a good challenge, which we, we like. And yeah. uh, when, whenever, there's, obviously it's, it's all about Ariel really, isn't it? And the, the princess is a bit of a side <laughs> character who happens to turn up. <laughs> so <laughs> what is it like being Prince Eric? Because he's already got a name which says uh, uh, something, uh, is he a little bit hopeless, a little bit clumsy, do you reckon? Um, not really. Maybe is, he, is he a true hero then? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your take on Eric. Um, well, when we first meet Eric at the start of Act One, he's um, he really wants to be a sailor. He doesn't really care about the whole Prince stuff. Um, he's just really passionate about sailing and really just finding the love of his life, I think. Who turns out to be Ariel anyway? So, that's spoilers for you. So, this is basically a Disney princess. The prince is always going to end up finding the love of his life. Uh, but yeah. uh, what's Ursula going to get up to to, to you know, bring, tell the help tell the story here? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ursula's a bit of a horrible woman. <laughs> that is no shock. Because, again, this is full on Disney. So, like, it's a bit different from the movie. So, in the musical, Triton is her brother. Mm -hmm. um, and she just really wants the power of the sea. And she hates her brother for having the trident. And she got this stupid magic shell. And she's really angry with it. So, the only thing she can think of is to take away Ariel. <laughs> and it fails. <laughs> so... <laughs> And the rest of the story, we'll see how that works out. But there's goodies, there's baddies, and uh, is, is there real water on stage? I wish. I wish, <laughs> So you'll be <laughs> creating the magic of the sea uh, without getting soggy? Yeah. Yes. What, what, when it comes to the songs, then, uh, let's, let, let's start from uh, Ariel to Ursula and uh, go across the table and bring us your favourite tunes. Oh, my favourite song. On. In the whole show, my favourite song of mine is Part of Your World. Obviously, <laughs> but I think my favourite song of the whole show is Flounder Song, She's in Love, because it's mm, so like, nice. it's just really boppy and it's mm -hmm. a really nice song. Um, My, my favourite song that I sing is probably Her Voice, Um, but in the whole show it's going to have to be Poor Unfortunate Souls, <laughs> the best one. And is that because the way it's performed? Uh, A little bit. Yeah. How <laughs> dare you? No, um... Ursula has like a different song which nobody really knows. It's called Daddy Sit Alone, and I think that's my favourite to perform because it's just it's so different. You can do whatever you want with it because nobody's seen it before. Uh, but my favourite song in the whole show is probably If Only the Quartet. Oh, wait, yeah, that's a good that's one. That's my favourite song. <laughs> it's so beautiful. The harmonies. It's got Ariel, Eric, Triton, and Sebastian. In it. It's just gorgeous. So. I a full-on musical festival based around the sea with mermaids and princes 
and goodies and baddies. So that 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 is it's already selling it because you basically know that all of your peers <laughs> will want to come and see the show. Uh, it's one for the whole family, and it's uh, it's going to be staged at the Stairbridge Town Hall. So it is going to be fantastic in the venue as well, which I, I think is another great thing because it is a nice stage to work. Um, what's it like being part of this youth group? Have you all been part of it for years? We've yeah. been part, we've all three of us have been part of it since the beginning. Yeah, since the first show when Corey Bank Youth was first a thing, it was Lamez. It was a And stage. we it's all started at the beginning. Yeah. And he played Gavroche. And we were all like really little. And it's insane to think that now we're yeah. the older ones and we're yeah. taking on the massive roles. And we've grown up together in this society. So, like, for us three, to be the lead roles out is like just the best because we're doing it together and we're like best friends in real life. So yeah. it's great. Even if some of you are actually horrible during the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all good. Right. Okay. Then. Uh, who is head of telling me how to get tickets? Um, you can go to ct.co.uk forward slash little mermaid or you can call 077 42 803 221. And of course, if you are interested in joining a fantastic theatre company, what is the age range that you accept at Quarry Bank Musical Theatre Society Youth? It's eight to eighteen in the youth, and then you get to graduate to the other bit as well, don't you? So you know, there's always yeah. something there for you if you want to do a bit of theatre. Yeah. Yes. Well, so it's going to be amazing. I know that. Um, do normally say break a leg when you're a mermaid. What is it? Is it don't lose a scale. I don't know. What do we do? <laughs> break a break fin. A fin. Break a fin. Break a fin. <laughs> okay. So fins are uh, protected. Hopefully, however, uh, if it will be an amazing show on stage with brilliant costumes as well. That's really the good bit, isn't it? Mm, yeah. They're incredible. The costumes. So. And the wigs. The, the wigs. wigs, the wigs, the wigs are beautiful. Uh, does the prince pretend get a wig? Uh, I don't think so. No, so no. <laughs> he's been conditioning that for weeks now, ready for the show. But there we go. <laughs> so that is something to look forward to. As I say they are Quarry Bank Musical Theatre Society Youth. Bit of a mouthful. It's much better than the acronym. Check them out online. Find them on Facebook, <laughs> and uh, you can have a great time seeing the show. Uh, for now, uh, Heather, Isabella, and Alex, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Someone who is possibly billed as a modern day Rick Astley has got some amazing music on the way in September. His name is Andrew Ash and he's ready for love. The question is, are you two? Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? All good here. So give us a bit of uh, the background to you musically, because it's an interesting tale and involves a lot of really sharp suits. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm really inspired by 80s, as you can tell on the track, and Rick <laughs> Astley and Lionel Richie and Phil Collins and um, all the greats. And this song kind of came to me while I was driving in the car one day, the tune ahead. And mm. I pulled over and started singing the lines, I think I'm ready for love. And then I was like, okay, I've got something here. <laughs> and then from there, it just developed into a song about, you know, uh, self, changing myself uh, through love, wanting to better myself for somebody that I love and kind of pushing away from the life of being a single man the stag life, the playboy life. Um, <laughs> so does this mean you have now found love or is that something we got to keep hold on to? Is it a bit of a teaser still? I, I have found love. I got married to, so I'm 
I'm now a taken man. <laughs> so, oh, with with your love for everything eighties, though, I mean, what what's was it an eighties themed wedding as well? I mean, is that somewhere you went? <laughs> I mean, kind of. We uh, walked down the aisle to a string quartet version of Eternal Flame, <laughs> and our that, that first is classic. That is very classic. It is. It's a great song. And we, our first dance was to um, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. <laughs> so it, it, we, we won't quite go with the whole mannequin reference in there, but... It's, uh... <laughs> Why not? It's a great movie. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I mean, it, I, granted, it is a great movie. So uh, when it comes down to, to the rest of your work, though, I mean, are, are you staying in an 80s vein? Or how do you think uh, that the, the rest of the career is going to pan out from this point forward? Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, right now, yes, it, it's definitely in an 80s uh, realm. And I'm kind of more inspired by like the late 80s stuff. I know right now a lot of the 80s music is going towards that kind of Stranger Things sound. <laughs> you know, The Weeknd's doing a lot of it. But I, I really am drawn to like the lightness of, of like a late 80s track. I mean, your music is being picked up by award ceremonies. You've already hit uh, a few gongs for this tune, haven't you? Yeah. What happens next? Because obviously this single is going to be huge out on the 23rd of September on all platforms, including the fact you're going to be able to see a very TikTokable dance as well. Yes, yes. We made a whole dance routine to this song, um, which you will see in the music video soon. Okay, so the song's there, the, the vibe's there. Um, I, do you think you're going to convert people into being children of the 80s, even if they weren't even born then? I, I hope so. It was a great time. I don't want people to forget about that era because it was such an amazing time. What, what else do we need to know about you, though? How, how else do you see yourself in this world of pop? My whole way of life is just, I just want to spread joy. Mm -hmm. that, that's my main goal is I enjoy seeing people happy. I enjoy making them dance. Um, and and that's, that's my main aesthetic. And that, that's what I want to bring to this world. Uh, but, but I mean, other than that, if it hadn't been the fact you were going into the world of pop, I think you'd have been like to be a cast member at Disneyland as well, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I did try out for Disneyland. I tried out to be a cast member and then I tried out to be in the parade and it didn't happen. But I do think I may have had a, 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 a handsome career in a what do you call it? Like the home shopping network. Well, again, that's a bit 80s as well, isn't it? Because that's when it really started getting going. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> If it was outside of your world of pop and stuff, though, I mean, I'm led to believe you're a bit of a Britney Spears aficionado. I mean, is there any chance you think of maybe uh, setting something up there? And uh, so you're never going to be a Britney tribute act because I mean that's all '90s. But yeah, uh, you know, it, it, how come the the obsession with her? I have no idea why I am so drawn to Britney Spears. But as soon as she released her first song, I was I was on board, and I never <laughs> and I never left the ship. But I mean, the dream would be to work with her someday in any capacity that I could. Uh, and being a self-taught musician as well, I mean, that, that must be good fun to know that you've created all of this from scratch. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've never really been against, you know, actually learning and taking classes. But I do think by not having the, I guess, guardrails or the, the know-how of, of truly understanding music and music theory, I do think that I allow myself to kind of go outside the lines a lot, even if it's not right, <laughs> at least <laughs> turns into something that um, is, is unique to me. Now, now tell us about the fitness classes you teach, though. You're about te yeah, not, not being taught yourself necessarily, but not objecting to it, but you do teach others. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I teach a, a, a bar fitness class. It's like a ballet bar type situation. And 
Um, it's a great class, full body. And it, it has really helped me when it comes to stage performance as well, because you are technically performing to 20 people at a time in a room, just so chit-chatting. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of a mini show. Exactly, yes. Uh, but, but do you wear the suits for that as well? Because you've got an array of them in many a different <laughs> color. I sure do. I, you know, I wish I could, but I would sweat through it, and then that would be a lot of... Um, That'd be a lot of money to get them dry cleaning. Yeah, the dry cleaning bill would be absolutely horrendous for that. That's not even worth going there, is it, to be fair? So uh, yeah. the music's out there, and uh, is this a single release going to be followed by an album? Uh, yeah, the the plan is to release an EP uh, mm -hmm. later on next year. I already have the title. I already have songs um, ready and recorded for it. And then following this single, I do have another one uh, in the in the works. But to me, you seem the sort of gentleman who could carry off a Christmas single quite well. Is that going to be something festive, possibly, you might offer us? I would love to have a Christmas song. But my challenge to you, then, come up with a fantastic Christmas song. Let's see, number one across the globe in all Christmas-celebrating countries and uh, and see what you can do. Because, I mean, the, the, the suit could easily be swapped for a Santa suit, couldn't it? Oh, yeah. Or just red, you know, with white lapels, something like that. It's going to work. What does your spouse make of all of this? Uh, he is very on board with it. My spouse, he is a fashion designer. So he has his creative realm and I have my creative realm. And it's nice because I get to uh, sometimes wear his clothes. So, so that's, crossover uh, in the music a nice, videos. A nice little perk for me. I don't give him any perks with my music. But. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe write a song. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm ready for love is, is, is inspired a lot by him. Yeah, it's a tribute. There we go. We, we like mm -hmm. it. What's his name? Brady. Okay, Brady, shout out to Brady, because uh, he's responsible yeah. for keeping you out of trouble, I think, as much as anything else. So uh, we're going to take a listen to the track. Uh, now, I, I wouldn't normally introduce this myself, but I, I want you to introduce it as you see fit. How would you intro this song? All right, I'm Andrew Ash, and this is my single, I Think I'm Ready for Love. It is a happy dancing song, and I really hope you like it.
That's your lot for this week. Back with episode 689 next week. I'll see you then. Turn up and out. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.